Hello, I'd like to draw your attention to Blokes, the mental health CIC that provides a safe, supportive and non-judgmental platform for men who are 16 and over to open up about their thoughts and feelings, connect with like-minded people and tell a hashtag male tale. You can create your own Blokes account for free by visiting blokes.life and share your own stories, tips and advice based on your own lived experience with mental health. You can also find more information about Blokes including how to get in touch to organise mental health signposting sessions, talks and workshops. As you well know, men are often hesitant to discuss their thoughts and feelings or fear of being labelled as weak, unmanly or pathetic. And Blokes aims to show that admitting when you're struggling and asking for support is not only brave, but vital. Head over to the Blokes Twitter, Instagram and Facebook accounts to learn about the movement and how to begin getting comfortable with talking about how you're really feeling. You're listening to the British Baseball Podcast. Hello, baseball family. Matthew here with another episode of the British Baseball Podcast. And this week we have some more history, which frightens me because it means the next time this one comes out will be August and this year has gone so quick already. Um, So let's have a gander now at the history for the month of July for British Baseball. As always, if you have any comments you want to make, maybe you think I've missed something out or overlooked something, you can hit me up on the DMs on social media at BritBaseballPod or drop me a little email, BritishBaseballPodcast at gmail.com and uh, tell us a little bit of information if you want to have it included in the next episode or we can have a little recap and put some stuff in there that I might have missed. So as usual with these episodes, we're going to start way, way back. We're going to 1870 on this one. The 19th of July, 1870 to be exact. And we have what is thought to be the first ever box score to appear in a British base, in a British newspaper. And it is published in the Inverness Advertiser. Unfortunately, I don't have a copy of that to hand to read to you, but uh, that was from a clipping that I've received. Uh, 1874, baseball in the British Isles gets started when the Boston Red Stockings, the winners of America's professional championship the summer before, travelled to England with the Philadelphia Athletics to introduce baseball to us Britons. On their 1874 tour, Boston and Philadelphia played in Liverpool on Thursday the 30th of July and Friday the 31st. Philadelphia won the first game 14 runs to 11 and Boston won the second game 23 runs to 18. The game took part at Liverpool Cricket Ground in Edge Hill in front of 500 spectators. A clipping from a New York newspaper reported, and quote, In the 10th inning, Anton, played for the Athletic, made a brilliant catch which stopped the Red Sox from winning. If he had missed, the Red Sox would have scored three more runs, end quote. The game on the 31st was played in, a, in a front of a smaller crowd, around about 200 people, and that saw Boston coming out on top with the 23 runs to 18. More games took place on this tour. We'll have to wait until August to find out about those. 1890, the 14th of July. Aston Villa issue a formal apology to Sir Francis Lake for unsporting behaviour of their players at Derby Baseball Club and accept the fines that were given to them by the National League and what that unsporting behaviour was. Who knows? 
Mr. Betts resigns his position to take up the role of secretary of newly formed Baseball Association of Great Britain in July 1890. Coming into the 1900s now, 1907, an international match versus London-based American-born players in Great Britain. In 1906, the British Baseball Association was established, featuring baseball teams affiliated with top association football clubs in the London area. Baseball squads connected to Tottenham Hotspur, Woolwich Arsenal, Fulham, Clapton Orient and Leighton all participated in the competition. The following year, an in international match between English-born and American-born players occurred on the 15th of July, of July, the Evening Standard reported lineup for the contest on the 9th of July, uh, but no scores were available. Results unknown. Now, a really interesting piece, and I'd love to. If I think if I could travel back to any point in history to watch a baseball game, it would either have been the Boston versus Philadelphia when it first came over to Britain, or this next piece here from 1918. Uh, if you have a particular game of interest that you want to look into or you want to let me know through any of the sporting um games that took place across time which one you would, would attend uh, let me know so 1918 in the uk the largest crowd to the author's knowledge was um a charity game at stamford bridge which is the home of chelsea football club on the 4th of july 1918 the team's concern were the u.s army and the u.s navy and the game was graced by the presence of king george v I'm Queen Mary. Queen Alexandra, Alexandra, Princess Victoria, Mr. and Mrs. Esquith, and Mr. and Mrs. Winston Churchill. Prince Albert and the Duke of Connaught. A crowd of between 40,000 and 50,000 saw the US Navy behind the pitching, um, behind the pitching of great Herb Pennock defeat the US Army 2-1. Pennock, later a mainstay of the Yankees, uh, was a Red Sox player at that time. Losing pitcher was uh, from the Detroit Tigers, and he was Lafferty, L-A-F-I-T-T-E. I'm sure somebody out there will correct me, they usually do. Uh, Gene Fumpire was Arlie Latham, who was associated with the New York Giants. 1924, the baseball ground, which is was the home of uh, Derby County Football Club, was actually sold to them in uh, July. So, 1924, the baseball game was sold out right to Derby County Football Club for £10,000. In July 1944, baseball returned briefly to the ground where an exhibition game was played between the footballers and the US forces. A little bit of a personal interest here. In 1952, the Stretford Saints Baseball Club um, started playing their games out of Turning Moss in July. Moving on now to a match versus Canadian military personnel in Great Britain. After the events of the Dutch Jubilee celebration, it is probably not surprising that leagues in the South form their own squad to play an international. On the 26th of July, 1952, a team representing England took a squad from the Canadian military at the ground of Leatherhead Football Club. The English team comprised players from a trio of London area clubs, the Mitcham Royals, Mitcham Tigers and the Sutton Beavers. The team was essentially an all-star squad from the Western League, but it was given the England moniker to help publicise the contest, and it worked. The game, which was played in Surrey, attracted a sizeable audience that included Walter Winterbottom, the England football coach, according to Norman Adams, who played for the England contest. The All-Stars ultimately lost the contest in a 17-13 slugfest. The score was tied until the fifth inning when Canada jumped ahead and held 
the lead despite two beautiful homers by English players Frank Aidy and Ray Reynolds, according to the evening newsletters. Nevertheless, the newspaper reported that the Canadians told the British players that they have a long way to go yet. Results were 17 to 13. Uh, key members of the known roster are uh, Norman Adams, Frank Aidy, D. Allen, Roy Buxton, A. Dade, Percy, Hank Edwards, Sandy Fears, L. Hicks, Derek Hubbard, Vic Lambrech, Laurie W. Little, S. Morgan, A. Partridge, Aha! <laughs> Derek Phillips, Roy Rowland, B. Sarad, and H. Smith. Moving on to 1984, there was a series of regional all-star teams in Great Britain. Uh, in preparation for the European Championships, uh, the B pool that is, Great Britain played games against regional all-star teams. On the 10th of June, Great Britain took on an all-star team from the Midlands named the Midland Mets, and they won that contest 20 runs to one. According to the July 1984 issue of Baseball Mercury, which if you want to check that out is on Project Cobb, the team played baseball as it should be played. With standouts including Alan Bloomfield at second base, shortstop Neil Reed, catcher Carl South and Brian Bretherton. Two weeks later, Great Britain won again, and this time against the Northwest All-Stars in a game played at Burntwood U.S. Army Base. Results, uh, Midland Mets, the uh, GB team won 20-1, and Northwest All-Stars, they won 11-0. Do you think the GB team should go on tour across the country? Would you like to see something set up there? Maybe you play in a regional area and you'd like to submit who you think your All-Star team should be to play against a, a national team. You know how to do it, either in the comment section or drop me a message. Uh, best of British versus whatever club, who do you think? 1989, in the July issue of Baseball Mercury again, uh, it's mentioned that junior baseball is in decline and struggling to stay alive in East Midlands with only two teams reporting for duty, the Nottingham Braves and the Nottingham Pirates. And it's um, it said, if our future lies with the youngsters, then we desperately need more people putting some effort into a youth programme. Otherwise, within a few years, I fear our senior league will also begin to contract. Sadly, this isn't the only mention of youth baseball in decline, as early issues point to dwindling numbers in other areas of the country too. It's an interesting way to open the issue. Uh, what, are youth, what is youth baseball like in your area? Uh, what do you think we can do to make it a thing at your club? Or do you think there needs to be a setup like the London Youth Baseball setup, which is uh, a little league baseball club serving Greater London? Uh, for four-year-olds to 18-year-olds. Um, so let me know, what's youth baseball like within your area? And what can we do to get the ball rolling if there isn't any youth baseball? Just reach out and let's see if we can get something started in your area. Just let me know. Let's have a look now at 1995. The Greensboro Palomino 11th Annual 4th of July Invitational and exhibition games in the States. At the Invitational of Abe Key, the president of Pony, which is the US youth baseball organization, Great Britain traveled to Greensboro, North Carolina to participate in the town's 11th annual 4th of July Invitational Tournament. During the trip, Great Britain also competed in a series of exhibition games. The GB team were very young, containing half of the players who will battle out later in the summer at the European Junior Championship in Vienna, Austria. But the competition was leveled by the Pony squads being composed of players aged 16 to 18, which is the same age group as the juniors in Europe. Overall, Great Britain finished with a 4-5 record, 
but that was a little misleading as the team lost three games by one run. Winning pitchers for GB were Gavin Marshall, Martin Sawyer, Darren Ward and Nick Carter. And results from those games? At the tournament, um, Winston-Salem, uh, they won that 3-1. Long Island Reds from New York, they won that 15-5. Evansville, um, they lost that one 9-5. Staten Island from New York was a 4-1 victory. Johnson City was lost 6-5. And the exhibition between Plain Edge Red Sox from New York was lost 10-9. Doyle Enterprises was also lost 5-4. United Eagles was lost 12-3. And the Winston-Salem was won 11-8. Known members of that roster, Martin Bladen, Alan Broomfield, Darren Butler, Nick Carter, Martin Dutton, David Donaldson, Neil Eggleston, Lee Evans, Matt Gilbert, Steve Hibbert, Lee Loverseed, Simeon Mass, Alex Melhudis, uh, Andy Maltby, Gavin Marshall, James Pierce, Steve Pollard, Simon Ranch, Martin Sawyer, Gary, Gary Sewell, Paul Simmons, uh, Mark Vickers, Darren Ward, and Joey Yarnold. If any of you guys are listening out there, uh, why not get in touch and see if you want to share some stories around that tournament or your baseball career. Another little excerpt here from the 1998 issue of Pinch Hit and Run about national finals. Plymouth sweeping the boards. Teams from all over the United Kingdom met in Manchester on the 18th of July for the 1998 Pinch Hit and Run national finals. Each area is represented by a team of one girl and one boy who formed a team. Two com competitors uh, operated in the six to eight, year six and year eight. The communities represented in the finals were Bradford, Bracknell, Goole, Halifax, Leeds, Plymouth and Tombridge. The day consisted of a skills clinic conducted by Major League Baseball coaches Barry Dean, Winston Scott and their Director of Development, Julie Crotro. Each child went through a series of skills and drills which prepared them for the up and coming skills test. The test was later split into three areas, pitching, hitting and base running. Each participant completes uh, all three tests. Then the scores of the pair were added together to give an overall team score. Throughout the day, Channel 5 filmed the activities, making the event even more exciting for the kids. The day proved to be a great success for Plymouth as they swept the board, winning both the Year 6 and the Year 8 one. Were you in Manchester for those finals? Uh, what were your favourite members of the day? Again, drop me a line. Let's chat. Share your stories. 2004. German Baseball Open in Germany. With European Championships a year away, GB opted to play in the German Baseball Open in Regensburg, one of Europe's top tournaments on the 20th to the 24th of July. As had been the case in several previous non-European championship years, the Great Britain squad was light on players with extensive experience in the international competition. The team included only five players who had represented GB in at least one previous European Championship event, namely Nick Carter, Josh Chetwind, David Donaldson, Simon Essiens, and Ryan Stewart. However, there was a notable addition to the squad, Aidan McQuarrie-Ennis, a junior college player from Florida. He made a strong debut, both pitching and playing catcher. Teams in the tournament were top Division Three college squads, uh, Johns Hopkins, a U.S. select team of Division Three and junior college players called the U.S. Athletes, and the national teams from Germany and Austria, and an all-star team of U.S., Australian, and Canadian professionals playing in the Bundesliga, which is Germany's top league. Great Britain finished fourth 
out of the six teams in the tournament, rallying for wins in their final two games after starting 0-3. and three. Two players, Simon Pohl went point three six four, and Josh Chetwin went point three five seven. Finished the tournament with a batting average above 300. Nick Carter stood out on the mound for a complete game three-hitter against UF athletes. And results from that series, as mentioned earlier, they lost John Hop- to John Hopkins 15-0. The Bundesliga All-Stars, they got beat 13-3. The German squad, they got beat 10-3. And they won 3-1 against US athletes, and they beat Austria 4-2. No members of that squad. Danny Allen, John Carter, Nick Carter, Lewis Chesney, Josh Chetwind, Ben Conley, David Donaldson, Dennis Douglas, uh, Simon Essiens, Ben Bogan, Will Linton, Ada McQuarrie-Ellis, Simon Pohl, Stephen Rappaliger, Adam Roberts, Colin Smith, Ryan Stewart and Ryan Trask. World competition versus British National League teams in Great Britain. Before the German baseball opened, Great Britain performed well in a series of exhibition games against three teams in Britain's National League, the Richmond Flames, the London Warriors and the Bracknell Blazers. While each of these teams added top players not usually on their rosters for the series, Great Britain swept the games. They won against uh, all three of those clubs. Let's go now to the 26th of July, 2011, the European Championship qualifying pool in Israel. A comfortable seven-inning mercy rule victory over Lithuania gave a no hint of a tighter encounters that were just around the corner. Alex Smith struck out six on what one over six innings uh, for the victory. Aaron Hornostaj and Ian Young and Michael Johnson all stroked three hits in the game. Against Israel in front of 650 fans, Great Britain gained an even more dominant performance from their starters. Ada McQuarrie-Ennis registered 15 strikeouts, one shot of Ross Kendrick's national team record over seven innings uh, of just one run ball. A three-run shot by Hornostage uh, in the bottom of the seventh gave Great Britain a lead to 8-1. However, Reef pitchers Stephen Sprague did not get out, uh, did not get out of the eighth giving up five runs over two-thirds of a frame, which reduced the lead uh, to two scores. But that's how it ended, with Johnson moving from third base to the mound to pitch a four-out save. Honostage uh, finished with four hits in the game, and Bradley Marcelino with the three hits. The victory was, was enough to secure a place in the final, with one game and the Premier League round still to play. In that game against Georgia, Great Britain once again built up an 8-1 lead to be turned over to the bullpen. And this time the margin appeared to be more solid as Ben Cunliffe worked steadily through the 7th and 8th, yielding two runs in the ninth frame. Sprague was given a chance to exercise the demons from the previous day, but ended up exercising them. He had four runs charged to his name and managed just one out. It came In came Sam Whitehead, who gave up a hit, and then induced a game and in double play to save it 8-7 victory. Youngstons Brett Rosen and Michael Trask both went two for four with a double, while McCreary Ennis blasted a home run, and Hornestage picked up a double and a triple from his five at-bats. The upshot of Great Britain's 100% record in the preliminary round was just... was that they had two chances to get a win over Israel, the second-place country that would return them to the A pool. The victory against Israel already achieved was carried forward 
as the first game in was effectively a three-game playoff, and the great and Great Britain would need that second chance. Shomel Lippets shut out Great Britain as the home side amassed seven runs in the morning game on the final day. After an hour break for lunch, the winner takes all afternoon contest saw Lippets continue on the mound for Israel, and he started with three scoreless frames, which made it 12 straight in total. When the fourth frame, that streak uh, ended and Great Britain had moved out to a 5-1 lead by the middle of the seventh. An inning that included a two-run home run off the bat of Johnson. He was in the lineup as designated hitter instead of a position player, owing to a swollen hand from being hit by a fastball early in the tournament. Smith, who was looking for his second victory in the tournament, made it, um, made it to within one out of a complete game but he loaded the bases and was replaced by the injury nursing Johnson. The first pitch thrown resulted in a, in a hit batter, and this was brought in the winning run to home plate. But the next batter grounded out to short to end the game 5-2 in Great Britain's favour. McCreary Ennis, who, in addition to his pitching and hitting, successfully caught the opener and closing double header. He was named the MVP of the tournament. The tournament's hitting award went to Hornestage, who batted over 500 with seven singles, two doubles, a triple, and a home run. Also in contention for the award was our Brad Marcelino, who had a, who had a batting average of 5.33 and an on base average of 6.19. So, a results recap GB beat Lithuania 14 3, Israel 8 6, Georgia 8 7. And then lost to Israel 7-0 and then beaten them 5-2. Moving on now to some more um, championship news. Oh, 2012, Jason Greenberg of the Hearts Baseball Club carries the Olympic torch through London. I'd love to know all about that one, Jason. If you listen or anyone at Hearts Baseball Club can put me in contact with Jason and it would like to see if he wants to talk us through that, that'd be great. 2013, the 22nd of July to the 27th, GB travelled to Zurich in Switzerland to take part in the B-level European Championships. They stayed the five days of baseball facing the host nation and they won that first game 14 runs to five. And last game of the day before, before the, uh, that was the last game of the day before the next day, it would be the first game, uh, first team out uh, as they play Poland. GB will go on to win that on 13 runs to three in only seven innings. Day three, Great Britain took on Slovenia and it only took seven innings again for them to win 12-0. And on Thursday, GB faced Ukraine, which will see GB win four games in four days with a 4-2 victory. Great Britain were then going to face Bulgaria, which would see the undefeated streak continue as he win that one six runs to four with former guest Jordan Edmonds pitching five innings in his debut. And the final game will see GB face Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine? I'm making up countries now, would see GB facing Ukraine again for the final, which was played on Saturday in Heronshley, and GB would stay undefeated, winning the tournament uh, with a 2-0 win. Pitcher Greg Hendricks pitching all nine innings and only allowing five hits. 2017, Major League Baseball Battlegrounds, which sounds like a video game, took place in Hyde Park on the 4th of July. With over 20,000 watching the home run derby featuring LA Dodgers and the Boston Red Sox take place at the British Summertime Festival. 
2019, the 7th of July, which was a Sunday, saw a series exhibition baseball games featuring members of GB national team, a celebrity softball game, a batting cage, and a speed gun for spectators to have a go at batting and throwing. Children's Games and American-themed food from the Blue Plaque unveiling by the Blue Plaque Trust, Chair Mike Reed, and a talk and a book signing from David Block. The presentation is to commemorate the first documented baseball game that was played on the estate belonging to the wife of Charles Sackville, the Earl of Middlesex, who played in the match, and another of the players was his friend, Frederick, the Prince of Wales, who was the son of George II. So in July's issue of line drive magazine which is issue number seven edited by phil ross he asked the question is baseball hereditary and he quotes although a mere baseball sophomore a number of relatives and acquaintances have commented upon my enthusiasm for the game including surprising revelations from his mother that in 1936 1937 she used to watch baseball being played in catford the team was drawn exclusively from the Mormon faith and were appropriately called the Catford Saints. And amongst the playing staff was Bingham Young III. Initially, they played in the Catford area, but in 1937, they took to playing in Nunhead. Uh, that's late 1937. And amongst his mother's photograph albums is a scrap of paper signed by Saints pitcher Christian Dreyer. So perhaps I was born to enjoy baseball. Love a little piece there. I'd be interested to know if anyone else has any stories like this. Maybe a parent or a grandparent was into baseball and you've always found out lately. Maybe they have some great stories they'd like to share and I'd love to hear from them. And I'm pretty sure the British baseball community would love to hear them too. That's it for this week. If you've heard any stories from these roundup sessions, it doesn't matter if it's from this, this one or any that we've done so far in this series, and you think that they deserve more focus, maybe it's a team or an era, or maybe it's a set of players you think should have more light shed on them, then let me know who you think it is or who they should be. As in, as always, your input is valued and appreciated. You know the score now, BritishBaseballPodcast at gmail.com or message me on social medias. And that's it from me this week. Have a great and safe weekend. Hopefully the hot weather will start to... Uh, drop off now i don't know about you but i could do some kip i know my four-year-old could do some kip as well but that's another podcast for another time no sleepy dad pod uh, which is yet to be recorded because i don't do one All right enough ramblings from me uh, stay safe and i'll speak to you all soon take care now Ta-ra.